This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yes, Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft presented by DraftKings. And by the way, DraftKings has a ridiculous college football betting deal that I will get to momentarily. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. You can see those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. All the helmets and game balls and stuff behind me. Now I've got a bunch of podcasts. The Ross Tucker Football Podcast will be daily soon. Even Money Podcast going to have the football scientist Casey Joyner on the show today to talk about his favorite week one bets, season win total bets, as well as betting on the preseason. Steve Fezzik giving out his preseason betting tips today on the Even Money Podcast. Make sure you check that out. Tomorrow, Joe Dolan on the Fantasy Feast will go through his tiered wide receiver rankings, which are invaluable. And tonight, going to record a Ross Tucker football podcast tonight with Andrew Brandt breaking down the Michael Thomas situation in New Orleans, the Josh Allen contract in Buffalo. So we are rolling. We are two days away from me calling a football game. Eagles-Steelers preseason. Football season's here. It's time for everybody to get engaged one way or the other. Check us out on social media at Ross Tucker Pod. Please follow. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Cannot tell you how much we appreciate those of you that engage with us on social media in any way. Cannot tell you how awesome my co-host is for the College Draft Podcast. His name is Emery Hunt. A lot of you know him as the football game plan dude on YouTube. He's been a star doing that for a long time. He's at FBall Game Plan on Twitter. You got to get ready for the footballgameplan.com draft guide. Uh, and he's got a bunch of gigs this fall. What what do you got all lined up? Because Emery, so I already know I'm going to be a part of at least 40-some games. But somehow you are the broadcaster for three college teams, which I've never really figured out because I think college teams usually play on Saturdays, yet somehow you are calling Morgan State, Howard, Georgetown, and Monmouth games all at the same time on the same day. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting, man, because, you know, Fridays – now let's break it down to sections. On Fridays now this year, I'll be doing high school games, some with Flow Football, which will be remote broadcasts, Others with uh, CBS 21 and in um, uh, Central Pennsylvania. Central Pennsylvania in Harristown, Harrisburg, uh, doing those games as well in person with my guy Phil Shaner. Uh, I love doing those games. Um, then on Saturdays, on days I don't have Morgan State games, I'll have Georgetown or I'll have uh, Mammoth, or there's another team in there, possibly, potentially not, it's not signed yet, but could add a fourth team in there as well. 
Um, and also we have our cable TV shows. We'll have the NFL All 32 show on Game Plus Network. And there's another cable TV show that's in the works that'll be huge. And we can't wait to make that announcement. And also I'll be doing weekly Ivy League previews for the Ivy League. So that's exciting. So there's a lot of football. You're going to see me all over the place. And in addition to what you'll see me doing on CBS Sports HQ on location uh, at places, we're already working out a couple of weekends in September to do some things there. So I'm excited about the football season as well. Man, that is awesome. Did you say all 32? NFL all 32. That's the name. Oh, of the I was thinking all 22, like the all 22 camera. You mean all 32, like all 32 teams. There you go. It's football game plans, NFL all 32 show every Thursday from 6.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern time on Game Plus Network, a you know, regional uh, cable TV network also located in Canada. So the czar is getting everywhere, man. That is awesome. I was gonna, I, I would say to you, I'm taking you out to lunch or dinner or a beer when you come to Harrisburg, but I'll probably never be here when you're here because I'll be <laughs> in a college town somewhere. So we'll be two ships passing on the night on uh, Route 78 or Route 81, right. which is kind of funny. Um, so we got we to gotta get even more people to watch or listen to this show. This is three podcasts in one. This is an NFL draft podcast. It's a college football podcast. And it's a college football betting podcast. And we're two weeks away from Emory giving you his bets, his picks for those teams that play week zero or whatever they call it. So spread the word to all your friends and family and social media. This guy is on it. We are three podcasts for the price of one. The price is nothing. Just listen. Uh, today we're doing Pac-12. And you know what's funny? A couple years ago, um, looking at the Pac-12 guys, Emory, you've got number one, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. He's a Cali kid. A couple years ago, I did that opening game. It's like a Sunday nighter, a Monday nighter. It was Virginia Tech at Florida State. It was Willie Taggart's first game, I think. And Florida State had some dudes. But uh, Virginia Tech won. They had Caleb Farley and whatever. He played well in that game. Kayvon Thibodeau was, I think, a junior or senior in high school. And he was at that game. And I remember looking at this kid and being like, who is that? I mean, he was in high school. I thought it was like an NFL guy that came back for Labor Day weekend, you know, to watch his Seminoles play. He was a high school kid. I thought he was an NFL guy, Emery. Yeah, and it's amazing how guys that are that look pro ready already um, tend to play that way when they get to college. We talked about this all throughout this this uh, podcast for different conferences. How guys like him just hit the ground running, and, and when you watch him play, he's good on both ends of defense. Um, a guy that yeah, you know, I don't know if he's the supreme athlete that Chase Young was, but his game is just as dominant. And I'm excited to see how he closes out this year. And I know we talked about, you know, keeping it strictly about seniors or guys that are, you know, that super senior. But we all know this is his last year of playing college football. So you might as well talk about him. I think he is the best defensive player in the country. All right. So interesting. You said not sure he's the supreme athlete Chase Young is, meaning uh, explosiveness, meaning bend. And it's not as good as athletic as Chase, but he's obviously still dominant. 
How is he winning? Is he winning more with his hands, more with power? He's winning more with hands, power, quickness off the ball. And, and when I say he, I don't think he's as explosive as as Chase. You know, he's probably more along the lines of a Chandler Jones than he is a Chase Young, which is still pretty doggone good. And I'm I like how his body has just continued to develop. He's he's got a, a body type that is ready for the rigors of the NFL down in, down out. You got another edge guy, number two. And this guy, I think, played in the U.S. Army Bowl uh, last time I did it. That's Drake Jackson, the edge rusher from USC. Yeah, he, he would be this year's version of Peyton Turner in terms of how I would compare his game. He's quick off the ball. He's relentless in his pursuit of the ball carrier. Uh, he has strong hands. Like, once he gets those paws on you, he's bringing you down, you know, and he's someone that can play with his hand in the ground or off, you know, in a two-point stance. So I like his versatility, and I just think that he's one of the top-tier pass rushers that we'll see in this draft. But I think you, you're going to see uh, the common theme here, with not just in the Pac-12, but we've talked about Karloftis. We've talked about Thibodeau. Now we're talking about Drake Jackson. I think we'll see, we're seeing a really good year for guys that can get off the ball. So is Drake Jackson I, – I, in my head, I thought he was like a slender edge guy. I think a Peyton Turner is like a thick, you know, five technique. I, am I wrong about Drake? Is he thin or is he more of a power guy? And I, I'm, not, I'm misremembering. He's a little bit of both. He's someone that's about 260. You know, so if you're 260, 265 – I yeah. can then project you to be about 270. Um, you know, you can see him kick down inside at times, but I just think that he plays out on the perimeter so well um, and has good length to really close on the ball carrier and, and quarterback. You, you want him out there as a defensive end. Let's get to your number three guy, a linebacker from Colorado. Man, we don't talk a lot about Colorado NFL prospects. There just haven't been that many in recent years. Nate Landman. Yeah, he was really good in 2019, and and I'm glad we get to see him again this year. His question has been the injury concerns, but, man, he's a tackling machine and an impactful tackler. He's not making these, you know, tackles seven and a half yards down the field. You know, he's making impactful plays, and I think he's going to be an integral part to what they do defensively this year in, in conjunction to what they have out there on the perimeter. I thought those corners played really well last year. Uh, young guys, some freshmen – were outstanding. Landman gives them another, uh, you know, core piece defensively and is one of the best linebackers uh, in the country. Man, uh, we got a running back from Oregon. I, I feel like we're on like a 20-year run here, at least 15 years, where Oregon has like a draftable running back every year. And do you remember, Emery, when Oregon, when Chip Kelly first had it rolling, the biggest holes I've ever seen and running backs that all look like they were shot out of a cannon, like Kenyon Barner. Who are some of these other dudes? I mean, they were just Anthony like Thomas. Yeah. Michael I mean, James. Just, boom, go, Michael James. Yeah. Yeah. Just gone. Is, is that the type of player Verdell is? He's more, he's more powerful than those guys uh, by far. He's an explosive runner, uh, but he's, he's breaking arm tackles. He's running through defenders but also has that burst to get to the end zone. His strength, to me, is similar to that of Alvin Kamara. Like, when you look at Kamara, you think, like, 
he he can't be that strong. But you see this dude just break consistent arm tackles all the time and running through contact, never losing his balance. That's C.J. Verdell, and I think he's one of the top tier backs in the country. But he has those nagging injuries. Uh, he's always nicked or bruised. That kind of hindered him last year. Otherwise, we could have saw him leave as a junior and bounce to the NFL. So if he can put together a full season unscathed, I think he's going to see himself get into that second-round range. So it's interesting because you, you rank 10 guys, but with the Pac-12, you did 11. You're like, ah, I got to get this guy in. <laughs> so you got 11, including four quarterbacks. Four. So I'm looking forward to breaking them all down. It's funny. I was talking to a guy, Emery. He listens to this show because he's really in the dynasty fantasy. And they, they draft guys when they're in college. So the thing I would say is if you're one of those people that's really into fantasy in any way, you can go against me and Joe Dolan. Like if you like – so my favorite is best ball. So if you like uh, best ball, you can get in the August best ball against me and Joe Dolan just by taking advantage of any of our sponsors over at RossTucker.com and then send me an email, Ross at RossTucker.com. Say, I want to take you and Joe down in the August best ball. Or if you're more of a traditional guy and you like the season long, it's all about Fantrax.com slash Ross. You sign up at Fantrax.com slash Ross, send it to me, pretty darn good chance you're getting in the season long league against me and Joe Dolan. Looking forward to it. And then you can draft quarterbacks. Maybe guys like Anthony Brown from Oregon. Yeah, he is the one quarterback in college football that folks need to get familiar with. And we always look for who's the next Joe Burrow, who's the next Kyler Murray, who's the next quarterback to come out of nowhere, the next Zach Wilson. It's Anthony Brown out of Oregon. And Oregon realized that in that pact in a, uh, in a bowl game against Iowa State last year. Like, man, this dude best suits our offense, that Joe Moorhead offense out there with the Ducks. And he's someone that was really good at Boston College. I've gone to about five Boston College games when he was there and just impressed with how well he's thrown the football. Uh, he's a good athlete to where he can buy time in the pocket, but also hurt you down the field with his legs. But his arm strength, his deep ball accuracy is where it needs to be. And I think him being the true dual threat in that offense allows the offense to fully grow and, and reach its potential. So when you combine that with what they do defensively, that's why Oregon is my pick to win the Pac-12. Anthony Brown could have that significant jump this year uh, at the position uh, that no one is talking about right now. Unreal. I mean, Boston College hadn't had a quarterback really since like Matt Ryan, and they can't hold on to this guy or design an offense around him. That's brutal. What about a guy – I know I feel like this guy's been UCLA's quarterback for a while. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Right, and, and one year he's a junior, the next year he's a senior, then the next year he's back being a junior, and now he's a senior. <laughs> so, I don't know how – he must know someone in that compliance office that, that can continue to change his, you know, his eligibility. But uh, you're right, he's been there for so long. And it's funny, watching him play, I was like, you know, he, he has some – some work withable skills. Like there's a lot to like about his game. You like his competitiveness. You like how he's going to go out there and have short memory. If something goes wrong, 
He's a good athlete. He's operating that offense. He has gotten better over the course of his time there. You do want to see the consistency uh, and, and that sustain itself. I think the best game for him was watching that game against USC last year and just watching how he competes. And if you string together a couple of his throws, like you just cut up and put his throws together in one package, you're like, wow, this dude got the – he has the goods. Like the Colorado game, when you watch some of those throws, you're just like, man, this is just impressive. Uh, so I'm excited to see how he can put a ball on this senior year, you know, um, for him this season. Because, again, next year he may even be a junior. So who knows? But I do think he has something uh, to work with. I think I read where UCLA, their whole team is like old. Their whole team's been there forever. I mean, they got a lot of 22, 23, 24-year-old guys playing for UCLA this year. BYU All the red red shirting that Chip did, and then with the COVID, they got a a vet, and they haven't had guys really leaving school early to go pro. They got a veteran team. Yeah, they really do. And it's like BYU of, of Los Angeles, you know. Um, you have a team that's veteran. That's why I truly believe this year will be the most competitive college football season we've seen ever because of all the super seniors. And you look at Alabama at the top of what they've lost uh, and everybody around them have all these guys returning, guys that were young teams that now are experienced young teams. We're, we're in for a dogfight from start to finish. I like that. I, I like that a lot. What about uh, – I remember this guy. I did a game of his a couple years ago, Max Borgie, the running back from Washington State. I think he's the perfect complimentary back, you know, someone that you you don't want out there as your full-time guy. I'm talking about the pro level. Um, he's the full-time dude for Washington State, obviously, but you talk about his traits and what he does well. Uh, he catches the football very well out the backfield. It's almost like having an additional receiver out there He's good in space. You know, he can make a guy miss. Um, and I think he's one of those those backs that you have on you, – you love to run specific run plays for him. You, you talk about inside traps, your sprint draw plays. Those type of plays I think are tailor-made for his skill set in addition to what he does as a receiver. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, I did the Washington State-Houston game in, in, in Houston a couple years ago. Really good out of the backfield. Really good hands. Uh, by the way, Borgie's, my favorite restaurant in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. Just so everybody knows, that place is amazing. You know, that's always the type of thing, too, Emery. It's like, why am I even saying that? It's a small place. They only have like eight to ten tables. It really doesn't benefit me at all to tell people it's good. Like, if anything, it just stops me from being able to get reservations. So forget what I just said. Borgie's in Stone Harbor is terrible. Don't ever go there. You know, people love to recommend, like, nice restaurants or good restaurants that they enjoy, but how does that help me? If you ever have issues getting a reservation in any one of these restaurants, just let them know you know me, and you should be good to go. <laughs> Let's get to uh, Luke Wattenberg. Finally, an O-lineman, the center from UW. He's center, the left tackle, the guard. That's what I love about him, man. He is versatile, can play all positions up front. And you know better than anybody, Ross. The more you can do up front, going to the NFL, the you know the better your the longer your career can be. And when you watch him play well at center, you're like, wow, this dude's dominant at center. You watch him out there last year as a left tackle, you're like, damn, he's he's really good as a left tackle. You watch him as a left tackle. If you hadn't known about his background, you're like, I think he could make a pretty good guard. Well, he played guard before too and excelled there as well. So 
He's versatile. He's dominant in the run game. Good athleticism. Can climb to the second level. I, I love his game. I just love the versatility of what he brings. Uh, let's get to some more quarterbacks. How about Chase Garbers from Cal? Another one of these underrated players. You talk about Anthony Brown. Garbers played really well for Cal uh, last season. I think his arm is underrated. I love what we did in that Oregon State game. I thought he was competing and, and really put together some nice throws. He's a good athlete that can escape uh, and buy time. So I think the Pac-12 has a lot of underrated quarterbacks that we're going to talk about and, and throughout the season and just watching these guys develop. And I think Garbers uh, out there in that at Cal offense is just outstanding. I love his play in the red zone as well. He doesn't make many mistakes, which is crucial for a quarterback in that regard. Very curious to get your opinion on USC quarterback Keaton Slovis. But before I do, this might be, look, you know, everybody knows my shows are sponsored by DraftKings. I say it sort of every show, right? This might be their most ridiculous deal I've ever seen. If you bet $1 or more on any college football game, they will give you $200 in free bets instantly think about that DraftKings is giving all new players i know there's some new states that have opened up and if yours hasn't yet you can still get the app on your phone and be ready for when it does but they're giving you 200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of one dollar or more on any college football game no matter what no matter what happens with that one dollar download the DraftKings sportsbook app now Make sure you do me a favor. Use the promo code Ross, A, so they know I sent you, but B, so you get this $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. Promo code Ross to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. Limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Emery. Keaton Slovis, USC. Been waiting for this one. You know what's interesting about Slovis? Physically, he just – he's – He's average, right? And you can see the lack of arm strength. Um, it, and at times it gets him into trouble. He'll throw some bad interceptions. Uh, he can't really get out of the way. You know, it's kind of a plotter. Uh, very Josh Rosen-like in my, in, in my opinion. But you watch Arizona State and you watch them need a drive to get down to win that game. Arizona State was dominating those dudes all throughout the game until that last drive when Slovis – just found a way to get it done. You watched them against UCLA, found a way to, to find some completions and, and help get the job done. So you just like, all right, well, this dude clearly has some it to him, uh, even though the physical attributes may, attributes may not be there. But, you know, I know some people are talking about him as a first-round guy or top, you know, 10-type talent. Uh, I see him more as a mid-round-type quarterback, but one that, you know, you almost Nick Foles-like, where – you don't trust the athleticism, but there's something about his game that just kind of – that you kind of like, that you kind of can see, you know, him having that success. Remember when he came in for JT Daniels uh, when Daniels got hurt and instantly went down the field to Tyler Vaughn for a deep shot touchdown. It's like, man, there's just something about Slovis that you just can't write off. And I, I think that's an underrated trait for a quarterback to have. Last one is uh, number 11. You get the tight end, Cade Otten from UW. I had to throw him in there, man, because he's such a really good option. You know, good fluid athlete, can get open, soft hands, you know, 
not afraid of contact. He kind of had to be as a tight end going over the middle of the field. But I just think that he's one of the top five or maybe even top three tight end prospects in the country. So when you're talking tight ends, you, you think about Washington, you think about Austin Safarian Jenkins and what he was out there for the Huskies. And I think Otten is another one of these, those types that can be a really good uh, pro player, um, you know, health withstanding once he gets to the league. I just like the prospect that had to include him on that list. You know, it's interesting, Emery, because preseason really begins in earnest this week uh, with week one NFL preseason. I have to imagine, as much as you cover every prospect, you have the the draft guide, you know, footballgameplan.com, 2021 draft guide. Did you change that link yet? Uh, I'll change it as soon as we're done with this podcast. All right, all right. I don't want to give out. I don't want to. It'll, it'll be it'll be, this, it'll be uh, footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. Footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. But my point is, you know all these guys. Even when we go through every team's draft, you point out they're undrafted free agents. I feel like the preseason games for you must be like a kid in the candy store to see especially – what the small college guys that you know better than anybody do against the big boys in these games. This uh, Ross, this is why we're good friends. This is why you are a pros pro. Cause I am so glad you brought that up because that's one of my pet peeves with the coverage of preseason. Everyone hates preseason. Everyone says, Oh, I hate the preseason. Oh, why these games, blah, blah, blah. They even got it cut down to, to three instead of four. And then you have people that cover the draft, that also echo those sentiments of, I hate the preseason. Oh, this preseason game is useless. Me, like, bro, you just spent four months talking about draft prospects. This is going to be the only time you're going to see all of those prospects play uh, extended period of time a- a- in a game. Why would you hate the preseason? And it, at worst, you want to see how these guys play. You want to see them go out there and actually play pro games. But you also want to be right. Like, I want to see the guy that I've been hyping up for four months go out there and dominate so I could be like, I told you so. You know, this is why you need to subscribe to our podcast or buy my draft guide. This is why you need to listen to what we say about the draft. I love the preseason. And, and from that perspective, from a media perspective, but I also love it from a player's perspective. I've said this, you know, before. I don't care if you build one bridge, you're a bridge builder. You put on an NFL helmet and you get out there in the game, whether it's a preseason game, a practice or whatever, you're a pro player in my opinion. So those dudes out there are achieving goals, reaching a dream. You know it. I don't know it. I know what it's like to put on a college football uniform, college football helmet, and I know how that felt for me, you know, being a kid. Like, wow, I actually, you know, reached a goal. But damn, Ross, you got to the NFL and put on a helmet and went out there and played in the game. It's like, Man, I made it to the NFL. I don't care if you stayed one week or 11 years. So for people to knock the preseason on the fan side and also on the draft media and beat media side, I hate that part of this whole process. I absolutely love the preseason, and I watch damn near every game in its entirety. I love the preseason. I mean, it cracks me up when people like preseason games don't mean anything. Preseason is pointless. Like, literally – you know, Thursday night, I'll be doing Steelers-Eagles, right? There'll be over 40 guys in that game. I tweeted this last week, at Ross Tucker NFL. There'll be over 40 guys in that game 
that that's like the most important game in the his in, in their whole lives. And these guys have played like in the Rose Bowl. You know, like <laughs> these guys have played in big time games. They played against Alabama. Not as important as those 28 snaps they're going to get in the second and third quarter because that's going to go a long way towards determining whether they're active roster or especially for these guys now, whether or not they're practice squad. Practice squad pay is legit. It's 18 weeks. And, I mean, you're making – I think it's like 200 grand now. Your first year out of college on a practice squad. I got to look and see what the practice squad pay and is. And it's expanded rosters. It's not like – it used to be – it used to be like five or six guys. Well, think about it, man. 53-man roster and then 16 on the practice squad. You got you got 69 dudes at a minimum that are getting paid to play on an NFL team. 69. And then there's IR and there's PUP. So, I mean, you got over 70 guys that are going to make it for each team in some capacity. Uh, you want to be one of those guys. So, I can't wait. Thursday night, check out Eagles Steelers if you can. Then next week, we'll talk about it. But the Eagles-Patriots game I'm doing, they're going to carry on NFL Network, which is sweet. So, I love – I'm with you. I mean, a lot of these guys, the only chance to see – what we thought of all these guys, because then they'll get cut. Maybe they'll never get a chance again or whatever. Anyway, follow this man on social media at FBall Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube. We're at Ross Tucker Pod across the different platforms. At Ross Tucker NFL is me personally. And then, of course, the YouTube to watch this show, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Emery's fired up. I'm fired up. Tell everybody you know. It's time to engage with the College Draft Podcast. College football season and NFL preseason are here. I'm done. The keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WithIt. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.